Welcome to another episode of Glitter Hour with Mia Clemencia Fernandez, where we talk about life lessons for young kids today. Hey, Mia, how are you today? Good. Thank you, Mama. Now, normally we take a break over holidays and we are on school holidays right now, but I feel like we missed so many podcasts last term that I thought we'd just put another one in. What do you think? Yeah, that's a good idea. What did you get up to today, babe? Well, I had jujitsu. How was that? It was really good. Oh, that's to good. To be honest. How are you feeling in the eight to fourteen-year-old class? Good. Confidence is up. Yes, maybe except for when at the end, because my hands were really sore because we were doing like this game where we had to untie our belts and yeah. someone was holding us and they were dragging us like for grip. Oh, you were working yeah. on grip strength. Yeah. Oh so wow. Maybe my hands got a bit sore and angry at me. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> that's all right. And then I know you went for a scoot after. How was the scoot? It was good, even though it was a bit of a cloudy day. Yeah, the rain definitely came down. I'm happy you got in before the rain. Yeah, we felt a few sprinkles, but that was it. We played red light, green out. Not the game where you like you say red light, green light. It's like there's my dad standing track, and if he has an arm out, that means red light, and if he doesn't, that means green light. I see. So it's all about speed. Oh, and there's also yellow light. Interesting. Well, as long as you had fun, right? Yeah. Mia, what do you want to talk about today on the podcast? I'm going to talk about how to build a great presentation. This is such an interesting topic for us to cover because you're only in year two and I definitely did not have to build any PowerPoint presentations when I was in year two. So can you tell me why you even need to do this? Well, we are a laptop grade now in Marist because NAPLAN is coming earlier for us. Mm-hmm, that's your your standardized testing, NAPLAN. Yes, and so we need to get more used to the computers. So in year two, Mia already has a laptop. So I know parents of listeners, you're probably having a chuckle at this, or maybe you're not. Maybe your kids have laptops too. It's amazing to me how savvy Mia is on the laptop. So you wanted to talk about a presentation because recently you had to build one, didn't you? Yes. We actually haven't done one of these for our whole career. I mean, we could have just built like posters and things. Right. We built a poster, but it's in the mindfulness area of our classroom because we're the mindfulness group. You'll have to tell me about that whenever we get to it. Before we get there, though, Mia, I just wanted to talk to you about the different applications that are available for presentations. So you have built three presentations in your career, but I will give you that the first two we helped you with. And I know this Mm -hmm. third one you did have to do on your own. Well, technically four, but the first one was not a slideshow. It was actually a poster. True. That's true. But it was a presentation. Okay. We're talking about apps. So I wanted to ask you because you've used Canva, you've used PowerPoint, and now you've used Google Slides. Do you like one more than the other? No. Okay. Short answer (laughs) is no. What do you like about them? Well, they're all a bit different. They're really similar, but Mm -hmm. they're all different. So with Google, you can choose themes. You can also email it to other people who want to join in. Okay, so it's you can collaborate in the workspace? Yeah, so that was the mindfulness group one. And we did this because it was a showcase. Okay. We had never done a showcase of our learning before, so it was a big change for us. Okay. So you right now you're pretty happy with Google Slides? Yeah, it's really cool. And you can choose themes, you can make photos, you can... You can do all sorts of things. Right. You can type words in there and everything? Yeah, you can even make text boxes. Okay. 
Now, Mia, whenever you build a presentation, is there a process that you follow? Absolutely, Mum. There's definitely a process to follow. Okay. What do we do first? First step is content. Now, content means what's your topic? Right. What is your topic? Like, say, let's just take mindfulness, for example. Mm -hmm. With the topic, you also have to pick a theme. Like, you wouldn't go for mindfulness with a building construction site, would you? You might do like no, a nature. Like, you mean like a building theme? On, yeah. So what happens with Mimi is I tend to look at the themes and get excited by them. And sometimes I, I pick the theme first. But you're saying, no, content first. Yes. Okay, go for it. And like maybe a n- lovely nature theme might look nice. Yep. And things like that. But it's It sort of depends on what you're doing. I mean, if you're doing a building construction site, you wouldn't do a a wonderful... Rainbows or something. Yeah, peaceful thing. And if you were doing like a mindfulness one, you wouldn't do Lego or something. Got it. Okay. I hear where you're coming from. Now, once you've come up with your content, that's the first stage in your process. What's the next thing you have to do? Images that really grasp you onto your theme. Okay. So say mindfulness for instance so on the front page you could do like a wonderful maybe clouds or clouds or maybe someone meditating or maybe i don't know maybe the sea on one of the slides or something something calming yeah something calm sometimes you want to add video like so Mm. you can give them a chance to actually feel the meditation there's a lot of things you can do in Google Slides. Now, we, whenever we were doing your healthy eating one, which I think we did in PowerPoint, mm-hmm. we got a lot of our images from some free stock image sites. We used Pexels and Unsplash, didn't we? Yeah. But then for the most recent one, we also went to Google Images. So you've got options to find your images. Is there anywhere else you'd recommend? Did, did Google Slides have a stock well, image area or did you have well, to go on the Internet? Well, you had to search in Google, but it had lots of ways for you to get photos. I mean, there could be a little there's actually a little Google spot. Mm-hmm. Like there's a little Google. Images, you mean Google Images. Yeah, there's can be like a small like Google on the slides. So, oh. that, so like on the side, you can click a button and... And there's a Google, oh, so you don't actually have to loo- leave anywhere, and then you just have to click it and press save image, and then... Of course, Google would yeah. have an app on the side, like a little uh, a quick link on the side. Clever. I've never used Google Slides. Okay, that's cool. So first, you said content was important. Second, you wanted images that matched your theme. And talk to me about, you know, obviously, you've got, you picked your theme, you picked your images. You're, are you going to put text on these slides, and how much? Um, I think it's good to do like small, maybe a bit of what you're saying, but not all of it. You don't want to say everything that's on your slide because then if there's lots of words on your slide, they'll just be reading it and not listening to what you're saying. So if you're saying really interesting things and they're just staring at the slide reading what you wrote, they're not going to get any information but what's on the slide. That makes sense. So you want fewer words because... You want them to be pulled in by the imagery, but actually listening to you speak. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you can say what's on the slide, but it's good to add, like, more detail mm, to it. Mm. With us, we we said, like, a bit what that was on the slide, but we added detail. On my slide, for instance, there were different methods of meditating, like finger tracing and talk hands and 
butterfly breaths, okay, things like that. So you might have put the headlines up there, but then you explained how yeah. to do all of yeah. that. Yeah, like me and Coco had a conversation. We still talked with the slides, mm-hmm. but we weren't really looking at them. I mean, occasionally we would have a little peek just to make sure we were on the right track. Track, sorry. That's great. So the slides supported your presentation. They were not your full presentation. You were the actual presentation. I love it, Mia. This is this is great. I love your your process. So content first, images next, and then words last, but keep them sparing. We're using going to use words sparingly. The only other thing I wanted to touch on before we we get into the next part, the, probably the most important part of a presentation, was animation in the slides. Have you ever used animation before? And what are your feelings on it? Well, we have used animation before, say for the Hawaii one. Mm-hmm. So. We used it, but we couldn't actually show it on the slides because it was it a bit distracting, work. and it it just felt yeah. a bit distracting whenever we had it there. Yeah. Okay, so you're not sold on animation. No, with the we only had animation because we actually didn't realize it was there on our meditation. Oh. <laughs> like on the first one, we were like, "Where's where's the first color?" And then Hugh, who was in my group, he clicked the button, and it like suddenly just like formed there and we're like oh um, I'm not sure we're meant to have that so we just did not show that at all okay so animation is is there in google slides good to know Mia what's the sometimes without knowing (laughs) what's the most important part of giving a presentation so once you build your slides are you done no you have to practice Ah. a lot Tell me about your experience with practicing for your presentation. Well, with the food and the Hawaii one, we practiced like every chance we got. Chop, chop, chop. <laughs> but with the um, other one, we sort of just went with the flow. First of all, we had not finished our palm cards. Are you talking about the meditation one? You didn't get up to practice very much. Yeah. And... Sometimes it can be hard just swinging it, but you just need to chill and remember that we did this over and over again. Like So it was lots of practice. So mm-hmm. our, our last one was probably our best one because we had done it before. Of course, because you kept giving the same presentation to different parents. Yeah. Right, you get in the group. I would love to see other people's, but... No, you were stuck giving your presentation. The one thing that makes a presentation really good is interacting. Like we often mandalas at the end and did a meditation. I know that the art group actually taught them one of the things that we did. Yeah, right. Interaction with the audience is very, very smart. It keeps them engaged and interested in your topic. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what it was like working in a group for your press for your most recent presentation, Mia. Well, it's easier than working alone. I mean, I've never actually done a presentation on own because I on my own because I've always been with you and Dad and that's Mason true. We've supported company. you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We've supported other ones, but, but with, this one with a group, yeah. it's more like you have an idea and you share it with that group and then they're like, oh, what if we add that to it? And then it's like this wonderful, beautiful, amazing presentation that's like really stands out and everyone likes it. Everyone loved the other ones as right. well, but so, Mia, it what just you're... makes it so amazing how a group work makes so much difference to a alone work. 
What you're describing is something in the corporate world we call cognitive diversity, which is so cool to hear you talk about this because you are incredibly intelligent. But cognitive diversity is where you bring all the different ideas together and you accept all the different ideas that people have, either it's through their lived experience or it's, you know, something that they got a chance to. And the best way is if you don't actually know what they mean, you can always ask, Oh, I know. I I'm not sure what you mean by that because I don't really get this bit, and then they can explain, and then you get more smart. And yeah, and it's just amazing. You have fun. I love this, Mia. You are you are wise beyond your years. So you like working in a group. You enjoyed it. Yes. Did you feel like the four of you worked evenly together? Yes, I was with Hugh, Coco, Eleanor, and me. And you guys were a good team. Yes. Awesome. But it's also easy to tell in the slides Mm -hmm. if you've worked together on them. I mean, if one was a dark, beautiful purple and the other one was like a shocking light yellow, it would be easy to know that you you didn't really work. We had own slides, but we occasionally gave tips and things. And Miss Chira, we didn't actually realize that we had different slide colors. Yeah. So Ms. helped us out, and she gave us feedback, and it was so amazing. This is a great – I really love this podcast. <laughs> Mia, to, to wrap it up, do you have any advice for listeners who might be building their first presentation? Well, it's easy. Even if you're not meant to work in a group, you can always have your parents with you mm-hmm. or a sibling that might be older, but sometimes it, a baby sibling might be comfort as well. I know my brother with the Hawaii presentation, he even tried it. Was, and even in the dark, even when you're struggling so hard on the presentation, there's always something that can make you laugh in it. Yeah. And you know what I loved about being able to do digital presentations as opposed to a poster is that you can try something and see what it looks like. And if you don't like it, it's just one click and you delete it and try something else. So I would say for listeners that are on their first presentation, just give it a go. You know, you, you can't you really can't go wrong because if you don't like it, you just delete it and restart. It's so easy whenever you're working in that digital format. And make sure you actually can have a break. If this is like you're doing it every time you get the choice, make sure you're not doing it every time you get the choice. You're doing it in a routine. So you get time to relax, time to do the things that you need to do, but mm. also time to do the presentation. Yeah. Like don't do it at night. So before dinner, after dinner. Yeah, give like, your brain Because you're not going to be chance. able to do any of your homework except that because you're so conf- confident to do this because you, you want it to be perfect. Right. I hear you. You, gotta, you actually need to give your brain a break to process, don't you? Yeah. Sometimes if you're going crazy and like, oh, this isn't perfect. Oh, no, I'm running out of time. Oh, no. It's okay. There's always, there's always light. There's always someone to help you. Good advice, Mia. I absolutely love this podcast. This has been great. Thank you so much for giving us your words of wisdom around building different presentations and working in a group. And I'm telling you, it doesn't matter who you perform it against, whether it's your soft toy or if it's your pet, everyone will listen. That's true. Even if they can't understand you, (laughs) they'll still listen. I love it, Mia. You're a ball of sunshine. Thanks, Mum. If you liked what you heard today, please subscribe onto Apple Podcasts or your favourite listening app, and we'd love you to please rate or review us. We have a website, glitterhour.com, where you can submit feedback and recommend topics for me to cover on a future podcast. As always, thank you for your support.
Thanks, Mia girl. It's time to sign off for another week. This is Mia signing off. Let's go make a presentation. Woo!